0: Our text today is in Luke's Gospel, chapter number two for our Christmas text. Luke's Gospel, chapter number two. Considering part of the Christmas story today. We all know that life can be humdrum. That everyday life can be repetitious and not often stimulating. But occasionally life can be very exciting And I think some of the most exciting times I ever had was when we were first fixing up this old church. We worked for eight months to get the place ready to reopen. And I'll tell you what, those were exciting days. Um, The reason they were so exciting was God was doing things for us on a regular basis. We started a Bible study that met in my house And the people said to me, let's start a church. And I said, well, we'd have to find a place to meet. Maybe a fire hall or some other building might be available. So I told them, you go find a building. (laughs) I personally had been in churches. One I remember met in the town hall in Oakfield. Another one was in the Lions Club in Albion. Well... One day, a couple pulled in my driveway, Sandy and David Young, and said, we found a place, and I said I'd go look at it. Of course, we came here. It was pretty rough. It looked like a junkyard, mostly, Uh, but we made a deal and began to fix it up. I remember the first work day. We were working outside and all inside, all through the place. An old friend of mine was driving by. He saw me, and he he said, what are you doing? I said, well, we're going to fix it up and open it. He said, well, your driveway is a mess. It's all mud. Uh, he said, I'll bring you some stone. So he got a dump truck that day and hauled stone. By the end of the day, we had a new driveway. No cost to us. And the building inspector came later and said, you'll have to rewire this place before you can open it. I said, OK, we will, not knowing how that was going to happen. I went home that day, stopped to see my father. He was sitting on his porch talking with a friend of his. I said, the inspector said we got to rewire the place. And my father's visitor said, I'm an electrician. I'll do it for you. And that was it. All done, no charge. And uh, so one day, I remember we were working, and a fella came. And he said, "Uh, show me what you guys are doing. I showed him around. He said, how much would you pay me to work here? I said, the same pay I get. He, he said, nothing, right? I said, that's what I get paid, yeah. And he said, I'll be here next week. What I didn't know was that he was a foreman on a construction crew in Buffalo. And he'd say, we need a bulldozer next week. He brought one with him. He'd say, we need scaffolding next week. He brought scaffolding. And What a blessing he was to us as we worked here. Every week, people put money in an offering box on my kitchen table. And we used it to buy supplies that we needed so that on Saturday, whether painting or plumbing or stripping pews and shingles, whatever, we could afford, that's what we bought. Well, one week, we ran out of money. Had no money. I said to my wife, well, I'm going to church to work. And she said, well, we don't have anything to work with. There's no supplies. I said, I'm going anyway, and when I got here, there was a pile of drywall on the floor right there. I didn't know where it came from, but someone delivered it during the day, and when I got home, my wife said, what'd you do? I said, a hung drywall. She said, where'd that come from? I said, God. <laughs> Almost every day, something happened. Money in the mail, people volunteered plumbers and drywall finishers, tradespeople, lawyers. And I became so sure that we were doing God's will because He helped us every day. That was exciting. And God was on our side. Nothing could stop us. As the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? It was a very exciting time in life. As we come to this season of the year, we find one of the most exciting experiences anybody ever had. And the Bible is careful to record the emotional response to that exciting experience. And so we'd like to look at the emotions of the first Christmas. Emotions are defined in the dictionary as strong feelings. That is, we have some experience and we respond to that first with our emotions. Maybe love, maybe anger, maybe fear, maybe hatred, can be positive or negative, but we feel something inside, an emotion, and then we respond according to our emotions. That is how God made us. In the first Christmas, we have a group of people who had strong emotional responses. So, well, let's look at those today and see what happened on that wonderful night when Christ was born. I'm looking now at Luke chapter number two, begin reading at verse number eight. There was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Outside the little town of Bethlehem were grassy hills that made wonderful pastures for raising sheep. And although the shepherds were ordinary men, their flocks had a special purpose. Jerusalem was seven miles away, and in the temple in Jerusalem was the center of Jewish worship. And daily, they sacrificed lambs, sometimes hundreds of lambs. On holidays like Passover, thousands of lambs. The flocks in Bethlehem supplied the lambs for the sacrifices at the temple. But in the end, a sheep is a sheep. Uh, Move them to another pasture. Move them to water. Help them with lambings. A shepherd's job is very repetitive. Day after day, tending the sheep. Uh, Our story happens in the night. Another night, like all the hundreds of nights they had spent tending the sheep, routine, humdrum, trying to stay awake, and yes, boring. And then it all changed. Two things happened. In the middle of the night, suddenly it becomes light. It is not the moon, it is not the sun. Uh, suddenly all around the shepherds, it's like the middle of day. And you can look off in the distance and see that it's dark over across the valley. You can look down and see it's dark over Bethlehem. But right around the shepherds, like a spotlight, is this light and no darkness at all. It's bewildering. What's going on? then look at someone coming down through the sky towards us. And this is their emotional response, said they were sore afraid. Now, if your translation says they were very afraid, I don't think that's a good translation. They were terrified, scared to death. Is it just that they've never seen anything quite like this before? No, no, it's much more than that. The light comes down, obviously out of heaven, up there where God is. And someone's coming down from heaven towards us, and they are frightened to death, sore afraid. And their hearts are pounding, and their pulse quickens. And they breathe in short breaths. What makes them so afraid? These shepherds are probably more qualified than most people to interpret what's happening right there. They deal with sheep and lambs. And when you want to ask God's forgiveness, Nobody knows better than they do what is required of you. You take a lamb, take it to the temple, you put both of your hands on the lamb's head. And while you're holding the lamb's head, you confess, oh God, I've got angry. I was cruel. I stole or I lied or whatever it is. You confessed your sins and then you take a knife and you slit the lamb's throat and the lamb dies in your hand. It's very graphic. It's a very graphic thing. And the sacrifice is required If you approach God, the lamb must die, the blood must be shed because God requires it and sin is the problem. And the human race is naturally rebellious towards God. We refuse to obey. We deny even sometimes that God exists or we just plain ignore him. We make our own gods a wooden stone and God is offended and angry and now someone's coming down from heaven right now. Right now, he's right there. And we are in trouble. We are in serious trouble. The shepherds are terrified. Now my friends, is that a reasonable emotional response? You bet your life it is. The Bible says God is angry with sinners every day, and that there is a certain fearful looking forward to judgment. My friend, sometimes I hear what people say these days, and I see what people do, and I say to myself, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. God is a God of judgment. It is wise to fear that judgment. And the shepherds who see someone coming down from heaven are terrified. They're about to face who knows what. And the first emotion of that first Christmas was intense fear. Someone's coming down. Now. The one coming down. Does he come all the way down and stand on the ground? I think so. I think so. This angel, whoever he was, Gabriel, maybe, we don't know for sure. He can see that these shepherds are frightened out of their wits. And his first words are, fear not. Don't be afraid. Can you imagine the looks on the faces of these shepherds? Your hearts pounding out of their chest. But now can you imagine the look on the angel's face? <laughs> kind eyes, he's encouraging. Does he have a smile on his face? I think so. A kind smile does a lot to reduce fear for everybody. I bring you good tidings. That is, I've got news for you. And it's good news. And I know all you can think of is bad news. But I've got good news. And you know what? This news is going to make you very happy. You're going to be thrilled with it. And you can see the terror on their faces begin to melt away. And now they become bewildered. They don't know what to do or what to say or how to respond. So the angel says, you are going to feel... Great joy, so the emotion goes from great fear to great joy, from terrified to happy. That doesn't quite capture it. Ecstatic, exuberant, great joy. My friends, do you like to be happy? I do, I love it, I love to be happy. And the angel says, you're going to be so happy. You're going to be so happy. Here's why. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. It's a very carefully, exactly worded message. You notice he says the city of David, not Bethlehem, because David was promised... That one of his descendants would sit on his throne forever. And so it's the old promise that was made so long ago being kept by God in the city of David. And then there's three names. First and foremost, he's called a savior. He comes to save you. He has a mission, a purpose to save you. Number two, the second name is Christ, which actually means the anointed one, specially sent, who had been promised over and over. As promised, he will be great. He will be born in Bethlehem. He will suddenly come to his temple and he will be a star rising out of Jacob and yes the shepherds are very familiar with those promises and they call him Messiah and ever since Rome conquered Israel and became the world power The Jews have secretly been longing for Messiah to come. In their prayers, they prayed for him. In their hopes, they dreamed of it. And their words to their children were about Messiah. And they have been longing for Messiah to come. But then there's another word Savior? Oh, good. Messiah, we know that. We know who he is. He's finally coming. But the third word is the Lord. God. It's God. The most incomprehensible word of all three of them. God has come down to earth. Wow. No wonder it's good tidings of great joy. You mean to say God came down here? To be our Savior? Yeah. As promised? Yeah. That is good news, isn't it? We expected to be punished. But no, he's come to save us. Well, shepherds are still bewildered, I'm sure, because that's a lot to take in in one sentence. Huh? It's hard to believe. Like this, whoever he is, that came down here. Things he's telling us, hard to believe. And the angel reads their minds, or I'm sure he can read their bewildered look on their face. And he says, I'll give you a sign, or what I'm about to tell you is proof. When you see this sign, you'll know that everything else I've told you is true. Now you know I already told you he's down in Bethlehem, And you're going to find him wrapped in rags. Uh, That's what swaddling clothes are. They're worn out adult clothes that are torn in strips of cloth. Or rags. He's going to be wrapped in rags and he'll be lying in a manger. Now, a manger isn't a barn or a stable, that's a building. A manger is a box or a holder for animal food, probably a wooden holder with hay inside of it for storing animal food. And of course, you'll find the manger in a barn. So when you see a baby and he's wrapped in rags and he's lying in a manger, then you will know everything I've told you is the truth. Now, do the shepherds feel the joy a great joy yet? Oh, I don't think so. Fear has just subsided. And it'll take a moment for this joy to sink in and to grasp it all. And so, suddenly it says, I love that word, suddenly, Suddenly, we got a message on somebody's phone. Suddenly, the sky's open, and there's thousands of angels, thousands of them, and they start singing. My friends, good music can really stir up your soul like nothing else. It can easily create emotional response in people, It doesn't say in the text that the angels sang, but any half-wit knows you can't help but sing. All right? I'll tell you what, I'd love to sing in that choir. Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Heaven is shouting and singing that the earth is finally at peace with God. What a relief. It's goodwill to men. God's not angry. Quite the opposite. He wants the best for us. He is willing to forgive, first of all. Second of all, he wants to forgive. He loves to forgive. A new emotion comes then, peace, no stress. He loves to forgive. Peace. At ease. At ease. Peace. Enjoy. I love peace. All relationships are harmonious. But most of all, God and me at peace. I'm relaxed by it. I'm never stressed. I have peace with God because of what happened on that first Christmas. What an emotion! It's an emotional moment. Fear needs to be released, joy needs to be expressed, peace needs to be enjoyed. But there's one more emotion that's mentioned. In verse 15, it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. Shepherds said one to another, let us go even unto Bethlehem and see the thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste. Found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. It says they came with haste. Now is that an emotion? I think it is. It may be the byproduct of great joy. But I think it's a feeling. Well, let's get going. Hurry up, I mean hurry up. Why? Because I feel like this is really important. That's what I feel, this is a major thing, it's so important. Yeah, but you got flocks to keep. Well, I think there's enough angels to cover that. (laughs) So let's go. Should we stroll along? No, we're going to hurry. You're going to run. Now, my friends, the angel never said to them, You need to go see this new baby. Angel didn't say that. They figured it out on their own. We got to go. We must see this baby that all of heaven is singing about. We felt the worship rising up in our hearts when they were singing those angel songs. We need to go now and find him, worship him face to face. My friends, that is the main emotion you should have at Christmas. I need to go to him. I need to worship him. I need to bow at his feet and adore him. I need to hear more about this wonderful baby. Christmas will be empty unless I find him and bow down to him and worship my Savior. I need to worship this Jesus. That's the emotion that should grab you at Christmas. When it comes to this wonderful time of year, I think of that beautiful old hymn. Say it again, please. Tell me the story of Jesus. And write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest than ever was heard. Tell how the angels in chorus sang as they welcomed this birth. Glory to God in the highest peace and good tidings to earth. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest than ever was heard. May the hunger of your heart be satisfied by that sweet baby in a manger as you bow down and feel the emotion and worship him. May your Christmas be full of worship and honoring Jesus and bowing at his feet full of joy and feel the power of his coming and spend time with Jesus this Christmas. Feel the emotion of great joy, peace and goodwill and make haste. Come on, let's go and let's worship him. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you For the story of what happened and the feelings all wrapped up in it. We believe in you and love you. And nothing we want more for Christmas than to bow at your feet and say thank you and to come and adore you. So bless us, Lord, as we grab hold of you and feel those feelings again. that we hunger and thirst after Jesus. Tell us that story and write it on our hearts. We pray every word. Bless us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Closing, like I can turn in your hymn books with me, if you will. Hymn number 386. Standing
1: as we sing.
0: Hymn number 386. Oh come, all ye faithful. Page
1: 386. that you would teach us in our hearts to long for you, teach us especially this season to think about you each day, to put away the things that distract us from you, and to be drawn in to worship you. We pray that you would take us through those thoughts of joy that come from knowing That you are the King and the Savior of this earth and you have given us a chance in which all the world has not offered us. Only forgiveness through you brings us to heaven. And we know that because of this great and wonderful time of year, you came to give us a chance and a hope for all eternity. We pray we would take that and we would pray that we would worship you, the King who has brought this opportunity to us. May we always act as though you are our king and not to shy away from those things. We just pray that our hearts would be full of worship this whole season and that you would teach us, especially watch over us throughout next week and bring our hearts to that worshipful time. And we pray that we would spread that to each and every person that comes to this place next week as well. Watch over us, protect us, and bring us safely back here